Let, let's sing a nigga today. Yes. Cool? Let's do it. Get, let's get into it. A record all we, we need a strong nigga today. It's extremely nigga. Mm, I know, I Ana <laughs> Okay, learning should be for the foolish Shlema. Shlomo David ben Pnina continued to storm the gates for him, open for him. So today we're in Old Gimel. Um, I hopefully this farm will be will be coming in. Uh, I ordered a bunch of farm for Zbdimok Shabbatov. I have to come in, so hopefully it'll be in today, tomorrow. Um, right now, what we'll be doing today is that we're going to be continuing to understand uh, why it is so hard to keep these thoughts, these good thoughts, for a long time. We know that it's very difficult. Remember, the PSS and the Rebbe is saying to us, Don't, I'm, not, I'm not coming down on you hard. I'm saying you're living in a crazy world. He's saying this 100 years ago. Remember what he said last time, he was talking about the fact that, you know, today our bodies are much more weaker. Our physicality is much more weaker to be able to, you know, to take on the power of purifying your thoughts. So when your body's weaker, it's, it's not as easy to have these long thoughts remain as purified and refined for a long, long extent of times. He's writing this 80 years ago, 90 years ago. Therefore, what he's going to be doing today is he's going to continue to carve into us this understanding of, by, by pointing out two main reasons, two main reasons, I don't know if we'll get to all of it, two main reasons um, why the development of the mind is a very hard and difficult task, 
Sometimes when you look at the problem of something, instead of saying what you're doing is wrong, but by understanding the symptoms as to what's causing something to be wrong, you'll have much more of a chance to fix it than just to say, I know it's wrong, I want to fix it. Okay, why is it, why, what's the problem? What are the issues that are preventing you from defining yourself as Ana of the Kuchabrich, like we just said right now? What's the problem of defining yourself as this nigan that we just sang for the rest of the day? What's what are the meanings of those words? Ana, Ayan, Avdan, Eved, Avakadosh Baruch Hu. Ana, Avdan, Kuchabrich. Okay, Ozgimo. Shichlul shituach vechizuk amachshava, the development and the broadening and the strengthening of the power of thought. Remember, Zel Yesod Tevartenu. This is the foundation of why we're coming together. Remember, the Chavah that, that the PSS put together was not just like a guy's club to give each other koch, to make each other feel good. Saying there was a, there's a point to it. What's the point to it? The point to it to give each other strengthening of our mind, to get our minds more chazak. And regarding Avodas Hashem, through this, this is what we're strengthening ourselves with, this is what we're giving each other koach with to do very strong. But it shouldn't be, like he says here, This is how he began the thought. He's saying, our thought development and strengthening our thoughts should not lead us to a place that we still feel like we're a Eved, like we're a servant working in, what's the, the, the Rechaim, in, the, in the, the, the mill. And that gets to see the king when the king takes a walk through the palace. Rather, what? He's saying like this, you and I should not be under the assumption that feeling like you're a son and Hashem is your father is a far out thought. Meaning that it's a far stretched thought and like only Yechidei Zgula, only Tzadikim can reach it. Not true, not at all. This is for each and every one of us. What is it dependent on? The development and the strengthening of the characteristic trait of the thought. You could feel that we're Tati. Mamish, when you say Tati, and think of it as, as, as a Kodesh Baruch Hu. That's the goal. And that comes from developing the, this thought process that we're, that we're working on so much. And the conversation between a father and a son. This is all what's there. This is what we should let ourselves feel. Like he said last time, why let the machshava, the power of the thought, rot in its shluf? When you awaken it and when you arouse it and when you work on it, you can feel all day long that Hashem is your father. You could actually have that relationship. Saying the whole Indian of why it's so hard to keep these thoughts going. Why is it so hard to keep shachras going during the day? Why is it so hard, like we were learning last night, why is it so hard to believe in the power of our mitzvahs and feel like the mitzvah actually has more effect than just the momentary checklist in Shemaim? Without letting it go, he's going to give two reasons right now why it's so hard for these things to last and why we have to keep on checking in with ourselves all day long. When the means? A lack of a missing of. 
hit awakening, whether it's an awakening that comes from hit simcha, whether it's an awakening that comes from enthusiasm of simcha that you have from mitzvahs that you do, uben shel and also the breaking the breaking of the heart. Like we go through emotions, but they don't really <coughs> they don't really do anything to us. You're doing Torah. You're keeping Torah. You're saying brachas. You're doing mitzvahs. If we had any idea how special it was that each of us davened in a minion this morning in Eretz Yisrael, facing Yerushalayim, between Yerushalayim and Hebron, and we're sitting to learn Torah on a Tuesday morning in December in Kislev, if we had any idea what that was like, we would allow ourselves to have hitlahavut shel simcha, what prevents us right now from flying off of what I just described? Just choose one. Just one thing. Something that's on my, on my head. Something that's like sitting on my head. That I'm, anyone, you know, something like an emotion that you're really trying to work through, maybe. Okay, but I said it right now. I just put out the words of describing what took place and what's taking place right now. What's preventing that from causing an, an arousal of enthusiasm of simcha that actually affects our life. Maybe it did. It's all your other thoughts that you have. What's that? All your other thoughts that are going on in your head. So meaning, this can be taking place right now, but that's not what you're thinking of. I stated a fact, but that fact is not really playing a role in what's going on <laughs> up here. <laughs> right. Our conditioning allows us to go through motions like it's no one's business. And yet that has nothing to do with how we're, how we're thinking. And he's saying that when you are in that moment of simcha or of crisis, then you do connect, right? Isn't that he's saying that when you allow yourself to have an, an awakening that comes from the enthusiasm of simcha, or when your heart gets broken. Like, what do we do when our heart gets broken? I shut it. I run as far away as I can. What do I do when there's moments of Islavus of Simcha? I don't even do anything because I'm busy thinking about Masach Nasa. Or I'm, I'm, I'm busy thinking about the bills. I'm busy thinking about all these things that are really dictating. We're not living in the moment. We're, not, we're rarely living in the moment. Rarely. I feel like when you're in the middle of something very special that's bringing you to this ultimate Simcha, or you're in the middle of a crisis, that's actually exactly when you feel a closeness and appreciation. It's all, everything in between. It's exactly when you can. Absolutely, it's what he's saying. It's exactly when you can, but you don't usually do that. Ki b'chol sha'ah she'ish Yisrael metaher mitlahev, mitohar mitlahev, every time a yid becomes mitlahev, it's funny, in modern Hebrew, mitlahev means, uh, it's not such a good thing. Yeah, huh? Yeah, but overexcited. Well, is a mitlaevu, meaning like a. Yeah, but how would you say it in English? Is a mitlaev. How would you say that? Like in in, in regular Hebrew, hitlahavut is gaval, enthusiasm. But yeah, like oh look at him. But here he's saying whenever a yid from purity has he has his hitlahavut, vafilu b'meat hitorerut, even if it does a little bit to you. You let it move you a little bit. Kvar machshavto yoter chazaka hi teora. Then already, what happens to you when you let yourself become moved from purity, from something pure? If you let yourself be touched by the fact 
that you chose to come to Shul this morning and daven and talk to Hashem and learn Torah. Let yourself be moved by it a little bit. What happens to you, he says? You think you're just dealing with emotions. No. What is that affecting? Your thoughts. It affects your thought process. It has what? Kvar machshavto yoter chazaka. Your thought starts becoming even much stronger before you even realize it. But what happens to us? Again, we do all these things and they have no... They don't, they don't have any effect on our lives. Why? Because we don't give it any chashivut. For real. We don't let ourselves become enthusiastic about it. We give chashivut to do it, but we don't give ourselves... Uh, we give chashivut on a checklist level right. to do it, yes. But we, have, we don't give it any chashivut in terms of our psyche. Right. right. If you step back and I like, talk to a coworker of mine who's not connected to Yiddishkeit at all, whether they're Jewish or not, you step back and tell them the routine of the day, they're blown away. They're blown but away. how often do you step back and think about what the routine is? Right, because you're routine. supposed to step in. You're talking about stepping back in order to, you got to step into what's happening while it's happening. Not like taking account afterwards, well, look at how far I've come. Like, I remember I used to have that also with like, when I would have meet like old high school friends, like this happened to me in the airport last week. In the, in, I, was, I was waiting for the flight and... I saw a guy that I look at him and I said his, I'm not going to say his name so we looked at each other and we didn't see each I didn't, it was me and we were in high school together and I haven't seen the guy in 20 years he's off with the, like, what to me looked like four other Russian geeks on their way to an IBM conference in England right and I'm going to Ref Weinberger's daughter's wedding right? and we're looking at each other and we're like hey and you know that awkward silence after a few minutes where there's absolutely nothing to talk about <laughs> Nothing. Now, oh, that's I start asking like, "Do you see my dad?" <laughs> I, I, my, but, so what, what? What did I start doing? It's like, wow, Hashem, thank you so much that I have, you know, Hasidis, whatever it is, right? But then I said to myself, "Do I need this interaction in order to show me what I have?" Or why don't I just let what I have show me what I have? That's what he's trying to get us to. Remember, mindfulness, consciousness of where you're at right now. Why, why do you need that guy or that lack of to show you what you have? Well, dosa is really reconditioning has to take place. Of course. It's the point of this ever. But then what's the, what, what's the goal, so to speak? So that you can then always feel like you're... That can carry, that simcha can carry you, and that will then allow your thoughts to be in that channel of. Whether it's simcha or whether it's heartbroken, it's not necessary. It's not. It's not saying it doesn't matter what it is. It's that you allow yourself to be touched by life. Pashut. You allow yourself to be touched and moved by life by what's happening. But he said it doesn't just. It's not just that it allows your thoughts. It actually converts your thoughts. It gives it. It strengthens your thoughts. It gives it koach. It strengthens your thought, your, your, your thought process. You can only do this if you stop and think. If you, if you pause a little bit, because we're always running so much that we don't even allow ourselves to get to this point. But there must be a way that you don't have to keep on stopping in order to feel. Like there must be some kind of rhythm that you're that you kind of like plugged into 
But you don't have to stop and check is the rhythm, is the music flowing or not. Tom knows what I'm talking about. At a certain point when, when the groove is on, Avi, you don't have to stop and be like, is this working? You just, you just feel it and you just keep on... It's, it's happening. It's locked. It's locked in. No, no, in the beginning, yes. You're taking that... In the beginning, your fingers, like when you start playing guitar, you're going to have scratches and bruises here. In the beginning, it's, in the beginning of course. And it's not going to be fun to be checked in every two minutes and getting text messages from me. How are you doing? No one loves that. That's not no one's... Uh, you maybe. <laughs> but maybe the rhythm is, is having the kavana. Like, let's say you say, I was telling you before about Asher Yatza, right? You right. could ramble it off and walk and say your bracha and you, like after the bathroom. And then someone was telling me how like, you're literally like Hashem's saving you by allowing you to go to the bathroom. If you don't go to the bathroom, you're going to die. Jerry said that, me a gavalt thing. He heard. <laughs> how do we end the bracha of Asher We're basically saying, if you didn't allow me right now, go to the bathroom, I'd be dead. That's what you're acknowledging whenever you leave the bathroom. So like every time you go to the bathroom, like, so now I'm like trying to really work on like having kavana. That you're alive. That I'm alive. And thank you. And I go to the bathroom. Like it's, it's such a... So I'm saying... So deep. So it, it means I'm pausing. Yes, it's the rhythm, but the rhythm requires having kavana. Right. Meaning you go to chakras in the morning and... Like, I actually felt like chakras today was like people were, like, it was louder. It was like, like people were into it more, like, whatever. Like, we, you're in the rhythm, but you're also focusing. You're also right. in the moment. Nachon. That's what davening is supposed to take you to. Yeah. Now, look back inside. I want to look again at the words. You see the second to, uh, we're in the, the, there's a line where the ends off. We're saying, Va'afilu b'me'at. Do you see those words? with even a little bit of awakening, and what ends up happening, it transcends the physical images and illustrations that your imagination has dictated to you that this is who you are. Like for instance, Yossi, what you shared with me yesterday, that's, a, that's, a, that's an image that you have, but that's, when you have chizuk amachshava, you don't identify yourself with the fact that you thought that. That you could think, you could have thoughts, and like you said, Israel, like you told me yesterday, you're just observing the thoughts that are passing by you, but you don't become those thoughts. You become who do you become? The Torah of the machshava. A yid becomes himself with the strengthening of the purity of his thoughts. But you can have bad thoughts. And they really don't take you hostage. It's possible. How is that possible? When you allow the kedusha that you inject your life with to be more than just going through the motions. Like, like when, when, you, when you stop for a second and you do let these moments in more and you step into them, those things last. Those things are the real you. That's who you really are. That's what it's really all about. Now, Kamosha Amarnu Le'el like we said before about Yom Kippur, but what happens on Yom Kippur? But what happens on Yom Kippur? We, like we said last time, we're able to transcend all those things that usually hold us back. Suddenly, Yom Kippur comes to us Neila, and where are we? We're there. Now, what did he say about Yom Kippur? Is that we worked ourselves on our body for so long that allowed us to be in the zone on Yom Kippur? No, chizuk amachshava. 
our thoughts became so strong during Rosh Hashanah, that shows us that we're, we're, we are able to conquer. So again, he's saying, why let that just be a Yom Kippur phenomenon? Granted, it's not meant to be every day in the Ila, but something about that can happen every single day. Something about what takes place in your heart and in your mind on Yom Kippur can happen every single day. So remember, what did you have to do on Yom Kippur in order to attain such a high state of refined thoughts? What did you have to do? Be here now. Meaning, on Yom Kippur, no one is thinking about the day after Yom Kippur. Did you ever realize that? Yeah, you're thinking about what you're going to eat maybe a little bit, but that's not what you're really thinking about. On Yom Kippur, you are in the moment. You're there. And in the, being in the moment is what we see gives you all the koach in the world to strengthen your mind. I mean, we're capable of always doing it. If we're capable of doing it on Yom Kippur. Not to the extent of you, meaning it's not meant, there's a kedusha of the day. Hashem designated that day. To be in the moment. But to be in the moment, yes. Lenegdi Talmud. When it's in front of you, always there's a way. talking about during tefillah being in that moment, or is he talking about taking shachars with you the rest of the day? When you let the mitzvahs and the brachas that you're anyway doing be all that you're thinking about in the moment, that naturally, then it naturally flows with you during the day. You're saying brachas the rest of the day. Look, you're busy saying brachas all day long, you know. And even if you're, even if you're working, you know, you check, you know, today with like apps and stuff, you could check in every few hours with the halacha, with the Torah. And, I mean, that doesn't stop. How many WhatsApp Torah groups are we on all the time? There's always possibilities to recheck. But he's saying when you are doing all those things, you might as well let it do what it's supposed to do to you. You might as well. So it's almost like not saying, I'm going to bring chakras with me, let's say, to the afternoon. It's almost... When I down chakras, exactly, down chakras, exactly. When I'm benching, exactly. when I'm benching. It's really saying, don't start saying, I'm going to plan my day that I could schlep chakras with me to the rest of the day. No. Let chakras be chakras, and it will be. Exactly. When you bench, bench. Exactly. When you say asher yatsar, that, that's what it is. And that gives strength, that really strengthens the machshava. But if you say, ah, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to plan it in a way that I'm going to tread a daven as hard as I can so that it lasts till one and then I'll have mincha. Then I'll, that, that, that won't work. The Piyasetzna writes in a different place. Remember, he has a lot of svarim. Replenum was common. He's known mainly for the Eish Kodesh, but he has this one. He has Chobos HaTalmidim, Tzav Veziruz, Achsharas HaAvreichim. And then he has a sefer that's, le- that's least known. It's one of my favorite svarim. I picked it up last night. Derech HaMelech. It's one of his svarim that he wrote before the war. Perish on the Torah, and it's much more. The Eish Kodesh and this stuff is very heavy stuff. Eish Kodesh is a little bit more light, but what he says there in Parshas Noach is that when a person davens in the morning, but he's really, really in it, then no matter what the day comes on to him, no matter what happens to him, it's like he says, you take a pencil and your shachris is penciling in on the page as hard as you can. He says, no matter how many machakim, no matter how many erasers come and try to erase that scribble you did in Shacharis, even if it's erased, what happens to the page at that point? There's a rishimu, there's an imprint on the page that says, oh, he was here. You know, even if you can't see it now, he was here, right? So that happens with our machshavas too. He was here. This is where we are. This is who we are. But again, he says, what's the problem? Why don't we tune into this? Because we don't have any heat or root. We don't have any awakening from the stuff that we're actually doing. 
And we wonder, I don't understand. I took this upon myself. I took this upon myself. You took it upon, but you didn't take it <laughs> within. You took it upon. It's sitting on you like COVID, like weights, but you didn't take it in. And the way, so how do you take something in? How do you learn how to be in the moment? You pause, you breathe it in. There's a lot of techniques we can do about this. I mean, we always look at the guys that are sitting in, you know, Hindu, you know, in ashrams and in Buddhist, and we're like, oh, of the Avodah Now, it's true, a lot of that stuff is very schmutz. But you know what they got down really good? They got down the art of mindfulness and of consciousness that we need to reincorporate back into our tradition. This morning, on the way to school, I was rushing, 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 rushing. Tiferet stopped me and I was no saying to her, we need to go, we need to go. And she said, Abba, and she came out of the bathroom, she said, Abba, can you imagine if when the Beit HaMikdash is rebuilt that you'll be the Kohen Gadol? <laughs> <laughs> now what, is, what does the world tell me? Tiffy, get, Tiffy, no. The world says to me, get out of the house. you got to get out of here. I'm saying you have to say, I stopped, Baruch Hashem, I cried like a... <laughs> Like a baby. I cried like my baby upstairs crying. Stop. Let life touch you. Let life touch you. Even if she's a few minutes late to gone. Let. Ten do they look at saying, did you get her to gone on time? Or did you hear what your daughter said? Right? Let life touch you. He's saying, he's saying over here, these moments happen all the time. Like I always wondered. I said, I was like, how did Rip Shlomo have so many cool stories happen to him, right? And then I realized that it's not that they only happened to him. It's just that he was in tune and aware, and he let those moments actually have an, inf- an imprint on him. But honestly, we're filled and surrounded with those kind of stories all the time, but we don't have mindfulness. And we don't let, them, we don't let these things have any effect on us. <laughs> But a person that walks around with consciousness, with being awake, and like eventually, Toby and Jerry, eventually you don't have to keep on stopping. You really don't. There's a rhythm. And so eventually when you're in that rhythm, these things keep on happening, and then you do have a hit orerut, you do have an awakening of something that does come and move you and shake you all the time, and it strengthens your machshavas, so your, your thoughts. And what's the result of that? That your thoughts become more and more and more at home with Kedusha. And they feel more and more foreign to Tuma. So what are you going to choose? At a certain point, you always want to choose to feel at home. But right now, most of us don't really feel at home so much in Kedusha. Like, you know, we go to Rabbi Yaakov Meir Shechter, how much of us felt at home there as opposed to being observers. Wow, look at him. Look how he could live. Look at he lives. No. He's showing you, look how you could live. <laughs> look how you could live. So he says again, Just a few more minutes. When his heart and mind are shut and sealed, Then he's, he's lacking supernal thoughts. You don't have thoughts that aren't physical thoughts. Now he's speaking about depression. Okay? That's according to the translation that I saw that Shalman did. He labels this part as depression. He says, what happens over here? When a person has atzvus, when a person has 
he's talking about depression. Bless you. She'en zot shvirat umerirat alev. We're not talking about heartbroken. Being heartbroken is not depression. Remember, a heart that's broken is at least a heart that's open. That's not what we're talking about. Depression is not heartbroken. Your heart's not open. It's just this lack of consciousness and that you're completely sealed off. Like he mentions, quoted the name of the Rav. Who is he speaking about over here? Does anyone know? I don't know either. Don't worry. Don't feel stupid. He's quoting the Tanya. Remember, the Balatanya speaks about this in great detail, the difference, and we spoke about this, the difference between being depressed and the difference and being heartbroken. We had three shuim on this. Grab the broken heart. We had a shear of Reb Nachman on it, shear of the Maharal on it, Maharal of Prague, and also of the Balatanya, and it was all connected to Rav Kook. It's all connected to Rosa Chuvan. When he is davening there Friday night and you're saying, you know, you're saying, what does a yid feel Friday night? You know, you feel the simcha. It's not because you feel like you're such a tzaddik. You feel the simcha because your heart is broken. It's broken open. Next page, Tuchim. You become so happy because the heartbrokenness caused your mind and your heart to finally become open. Open to what? Open to feel. Open to experience. That's the type of heartbrokenness we're talking about. But what happens the rest of the year? The rest of the year, when I become heartbroken, I confuse that with what? Depression. Heartbrokenness means there's an opening to start feeling. <clears throat> Depression, that kind of bitter sadness, means you're not doing, you're, you're cut off, you're sealed off. You're not, there's no openness to feel anything. You think you can detect that easily? If you're depressed or you're heartbroken? Absolutely. Absolutely. What happens to us though generally when we feel heartbroken? We run away from it because we don't, we confuse it for a second. We say, oh, no, no, no. Reb Nachman says, always be with Simcha. So what do you think? Reb Nachman says, be a robot. Never let yourself be touched by those moments of being heartbroken. No, there's a place for that. Shvira Salev means you're open. But what does he say again? The problem is, is that we do not allow ourselves to step into the moments of being heartbroken. We think that with God, it's like he wants to see puppets that show up that are always ready to do a job, ready to f- do a mitzvah. Seder. But what happens to you when you're heartbroken? So he's saying over here, you must allow yourself those moments where there's a p'tichat an opening of the heart. Let it touch you. Let it do something to you. You know, my daughter said what she said this morning. You think my heart was full? My heart was completely broken. Why? Why is my heart broken? It was full and broken. It was full because Ashrei Am Shekachalo, right? Mamash, what a, what a moment it was for the rest of my life. Why was it so broken? Why was it so broken? You don't have the piece of English. Because I don't want my daughter to grow up with a horrible disappointment. And I'm saying like, and who's supposed to make sure she's not disappointed? Abba. <laughs> Abba. 
right? Let yourself be touched by a moment like that. Don't run away from that. Let yourself be touched. Those moments happen all the time. They do. They're, they're always around us, constantly. But we are not there. They're happening, and we're not there. So he says again, lack of mindfulness, lack of consciousness, lack continuing your days with just a million Asher Yatsar. When was the last time someone said Asher Yatsar? You could say just stop also. Of course. It doesn't have to be It doesn't right. have to be after the bathroom. Because Any, your body is also, uh, you know, full of, uh, you know, veins and sinews. And yeah, any, any time. Say it during the day. But when was the last time one of us stopped, besides what he said, right, besides Jerry, and thought about the fact that we're not dead? <laughs> so what would happen to our lives if we actually stopped for a second and recognized that when we go to the bathroom, it's an absolute keeping you alive experience? You know what happened to you? You wouldn't become so Haredi, don't worry. You would just live with consciousness. You would just have strengthening of your thoughts. That strengthening of thought would then lead to another strengthening of thought. And that would give more cough for more good thoughts, more good thoughts to last, more good thoughts to make you feel at home, to keep you in the zone. And eventually you'll be developing that rhythm where you don't have to keep on stopping every time to feel something. It'll be a natural, a natural flow. We're going to stop here, and on Thursday we're doing Hasidus on the Parsha. We're going to start from right here. On Sunday we're going to be continuing the second reason why mindfulness and consciousness is so difficult to attain. I'll, I'll hold on to the pages if you want. I want to some of this stuff for our share.